Mmm. That's a hell of a choice there, Will. You chose it. <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to give you credit. This is an absolute banger as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it doesn't get much better. What, it wait. gets really loud, too, right? I, listen. Trombone in there? There was. There's a huge dynamic thing going on with... Um, this orchestral, uh, what is it? What is this kind of music? It's from a play, right? So it's, yeah, it's an orchestra. And they, and they, much more than modern music, play with the volume level of, of up and down. Sure. And you see, see what's going on there? Okay, yeah. And then it goes back down. Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Man, you hear this playing? Ding, 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 ding. Damn. Like, everybody knows that. Uh-huh. Just a massive hit. What year did that come out? Uh. It's a massive hit, Well, I guess in the... 1892, Will. Okay, yeah. Tchaikovsky introduced the Celesta to Russian music lovers on 19 March 8. 1892 when the Nutcracker Suite was performed for the Russian Musical Society in St. Petersburg. Just unveiling that in 1892, the banger that we still listen to today. How do you make something last that long, Will? Um, we need orchestral music. How do you make something last that long? Yeah. Oh, over a hundred years, Will. How do you do that? No one's listening to this in a hundred years. This ain't no sugar plum fairy right here, Will. No. You understand? And why, what, why is it um, tied to Christmas? Nutcracker? Yeah, nutcracker, man. <laughs> okay. What do you do? You get a nutcracker for Christmas, don't you? You just got to crack those nuts. Yeah. I don't know. I assume that's what's going on there. Okay. Yeah, there you go. What does it say? Crescendo of 48 bars and the Christmas tree rose higher and higher in Act 1. The Nutcracker is a Christmas uh, concept, I think. that, Like, I mean, an actual Nutcracker. Have you ever seen an actual Nutcracker? Yeah. It's like this tall wooden doll. You put the nut in the mouth, you crack the nut. I don't even know what nut it is. A walnut. I think he's cracking a walnut, that guy. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't mind one of these on my desk right here. Those guys are kind of funny looking. There's a really specific... I like these guys. These are... Shape. Yeah, these are cool-looking uh, things, uh, objects. I might yeah. have to order one of these up. Oh, they're so weird. It's, it's a weird... You got this little soldier. Yeah, it doesn't show um, the cracking of the nuts. Well... Don't they open the mouth? There, is that you a doll? Would you there? consider that a doll? Yeah. Yeah. This is a doll. It's a doll, right? But it does it, it actually crack nuts, or is that from an age gone by? What? It does. It does crack nuts because it's a small looking nut cracking area. Like, I don't know why I imagined the mouth being bigger in the past. Does, it, does the nut cracker crack nuts? Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Oh, so it opens up that way, straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Those are walnuts. Well, listen, if uh, if the community wants it, 
I'll order one of these up. I didn't realize they were seventy five dollars. Right? Oh, look, there's is that Hillary Clinton? <laughs> oh boy. Kegel game strong. Uh, but see, she cracks the nuts between her thighs. Yeah. As opposed to the mouth. That's quite different. Yeah. Maybe we'll crack some nuts in the future here if that's what the community okay. needs. Um, we do have things to talk about today other than nutcrackers. Okay. I hate to end that topic mm -hmm. because I know that's what everyone's here for. Uh, but Apple has actually done something uncharacteristic today, yesterday, I don't know when I saw the news, which is come out outside of an event, outside of a press release, and I don't even know if he was supposed to do this in this particular interview or whatever, but basically uh, Greg Joswiak, who goes by Jaws whenever they're doing those things, and you always love that, like, send it over to you, Jaws, <laughs> which is, uh, that's Tim Cook that does that. <laughs> He said, obviously, we'll have to comply with the EU's new USB-C rules. But then he went on to criticize them for e-waste. He said, but think of all the lightning. We got a, a billion lightning cables out there. People love lightning, which obviously they don't. But they started with the power bricks, and they said, you already have those. And they liked the compromise, which there is a case to be made. They liked the compromise of having the dual system where... The cable is in, is interchangeable, and then the brick will have the USB-C on it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, Will? Yeah. And they say, who cares what the connector on the phone is? Because they've already got those cables. And I suppose there's also probably uh, accessories out there that over the last, whatever, decade have used that particular port. But it doesn't matter, because the EU came in and they said, they said, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. Apple has given his most direct confirmation yet that a USB-C equipped iPhone will happen now that the European Union is mandating that all phones sold in its member countries use the connector if they have a physical charger. When asked by the Wall Street Journal's Joanna Stern if the company would replace Lightning, Apple's senior VP of Worldwide Marketing, Greg Joswiak, answered by saying, obviously we'll have to comply, we have no choice. Now, that's not exactly like announcing that you're going to do it. It's kind of like, fine. Jeez do it fine uh, but it's not like being forthright about it um, and not really confident either but it seems that everyone is interpreting this as the end of lightning R.I.P. lightning and listen I think it's becoming it's becoming increasingly weird to keep shipping these lightning devices these are absolute state-of-the-art uh, marvels of engineering and you've got this old connector on it it just feels a bit bizarre especially considering the fact that the laptops and the ipads and mm. everywhere else the transition took place for the of course all the improved characteristics of a type c what a type c connector uh offers now you could just they could comply in other ways right they say of course we're gonna have to comply well okay what does comply mean there were rumors of the portless phone. We don't know. People don't seem to think that's going to happen at this point. But maybe there's a some other, maybe there's an adapter. I don't, well, I don't know. But it is the closest we've come yet to uh, acknowledgement. And, and Apple spent a lot of money to try to avoid this, by the way. But they believe that they had the better plan. And he criticized governments getting involved in places. He used a, an example in the interview 
of hearing aids, hearing aid compatibility, okay. and how the government completely screwed it up and nothing ever worked, and they came up with their own made-for-iPhone program, which fixed everything. So essentially, he basically sounded like Kanye West, <laughs> which is just yay. He's yay now. How he, dare he you say his other name? He basically sounded like yay in the sense that he's like, nobody can do, nobody can do what we do. Like, uh-huh. we know what's right for everybody, not the government. We're Apple. And uh, I like to believe, I, th- I don't know, his words were close to this, but I like to believe our engineers know better than the government does. Like, uh-huh. more or less, more or less. <laughs> More or less. And is he, is he wrong? Mm. So the iPhone 15 will have um, Type-C, I guess. <laughs> I apologize for the EA reference. I, don't, it's just, I was listening to the Lex Friedman. And... Sure, yeah. Were you, were you listening to the Lex Friedman or no? Um, I'm an hour in. So I, I'm confused. Yeah, well, wait a sec. But you, you make it sound like uh, you're going to complete the rest of I it. I want to. I want to understand what he's trying to say. You're not going to understand anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I can't be doing that. Well, I want to put an effort to... Yeah. I mean, he seems to be very conflicted and as an artist... I Is there respect. an overexposure thing going on now, too, where you just say a certain number of words in public and it's all it all gets jumbled up at a certain point? I don't know. Well, it gets lost because he's just going on every single podcast or yeah. show yeah. people asking him to do. Yeah, you were you were a big you were a big yay guy. You were Mister Yay around here. I yeah. You were you I had, was you were was. doing the you were influenced. Sure. Uh, you were walking around with the polo shirt and the backpack at one point. Yeah, and then went to grunge look. You've done it all. <laughs> you've done it all, Will. Yeah. And you've been along for that ride, and now you you're, you got to question yourself now. Yeah. My whole life was dedicated around yay. And now it's over. Oh, the man. Yay well, train. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it all gets sorted out. I hope so, man. He I seems to be going through some real crazy stuff. Good luck to him. Hey, stop. Huh? Don't, don't say, uh, don't you dare uh, say crazy, Will. You're starting, oh, to, you're starting to sound like the media yeah. over there. You better be careful. Yeah. Define crazy. Have you listened to it? The Lex Friedman? Yeah. yeah. The Lex Friedman was probably the whole thing. The most listenable of the interviews I'm getting. I I don't know. I didn't listen to all of them. But yeah. I like like I, I listened to his podcast and I thought like for what you can do with it. I guess we're at a point now where it's tough because all these podcasts, he, he, he's going on these shows and then it's like uh, repetitive because it's the interviewer wants to push back on the comments that have been made, which is their mandate because they're like, okay, you're coming on my platform. I know my people are going to um, expect my, my, my listeners that there's a responsibility there to hmm. um, have some kind of a mandate. And, but then it ends up being a lot of rehashing. Mm-hmm. Of, and it gets weird, yay. like sort of apology, not apology. It gets them riled up. Yeah, especially on the phone. <laughs> the Piers Morgan one. Yeah, yeah. when it's not like face to face, in person. It goes to show you, right? 
how these interfaces cause cause stress and friction. Like oh, if you yeah. tell me to go on the phone, I'm so irritated. Yeah. You tell Imagine me, doing this show on the phone. And that's what I'm saying. Cam? I wouldn't bother. Yeah. I don't think so because it's like that slight difference and bit of lag. And obviously everyone's doing their best and some people don't have a choice. Some people are getting a lot of things done uh, virtually just because of the nature of whatever type of work they're doing. But I think in-person is still the most, obviously, dynamic. I mean, it's more work, but... Anyway, oh yeah, quick follow-up, because I realize we haven't done this show in a while, but yeah, he's been dropped by everybody, including Adidas now. So there's that. Adidas, Balenciaga, cut, cut Ties, Gap, Def Jam. Um, also his talent representation, which I think CAA. is CAA at the moment. Yeah. Um... So, I guess uh, that's where we stand right now. Uh, there's really not much to to say yeah, here. It's just I, all you know, there's nothing to say here. It's it's just, everything is everything is dropped, and I don't know what the next uh, steps are. And and th there are still people involved. There are there is still this family of his that he keeps talking about. He has, there's still kids in in the mix, and. Uh, and I presume courts in the future, as far as visitation and things like that, it's, it's all very uh, tough uh, situation. Will. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we gotta. We're gonna go to USB Type C, and uh, this is the 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 greatest confirmation you're going to get. Um, is there any benefit to Lightning? Yeah, just just ex existing compatibility. If you happen to have accessories that use it. Okay. Or if you happen to own 10 lightning cables. Okay. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is maybe that it's just a little bit smaller no, that's than Type-C. That's insane. Is it barely any smaller? <laughs> Get out of here. That's insane. It's something, man. That's insane. Tell you. Oh, the Spotify situation is also another friction. Another friction. A pain point. It's a pain. I might call it a pain point. Uh... Apple and Spotify are once again feuding as Spotify attempts to break into the audiobook market. Reports in New York Times, Apple has reportedly rejected Spotify's latest app update three times in the last month. I saw, uh, who was it? Daniel Eck. Daniel Eck on Twitter, and I saw Elon reply to his tweet as well, saying, what is this? Am I the only one that thinks this is crazy, that they can monopolize this thing, that I can't go sell the audiobook? Let me see. No, it's the first tweet. You scroll past it. Here's his quote. Apple continues to disadvantage competitors and the impact is huge on consumers, app developers, and now authors and publishers without policymakers taking action. Nothing will change. I can't be the only one who sees the absurdity. Essentially what this is, is Apple saying, you can't do this, that, and the other uh, with the payment processing and whatever's in their terms relating to books and, uh, I mean, prior to that, subscriptions and things. And it's not much different, actually, than the Epic Games dispute. Although in the case of here, like, Apple does have its own books platform. There's Apple Books does exist. Mm -hmm. And they might want you, might not care if you can't use Spotify for that because they, they have a competing platform of their own. Over the years, Apple and Spotify have had a long-running dispute over Apple's app store policies with multiple public conflicts over app and subscription fees and app rejections due to Spotify's attempts to skirt the up to 30% cut that Apple takes from purchases. Apple says that Spotify is again trying to get around its App Store rules. Well, I don't know. 
Do they want a special deal? <coughs> I know Apple says, hey, we're keeping everybody safe from malicious attempts to get into people's pockets. Same time, it's Spotify. They have so many people's credit cards. Very big company. I don't really think that's the core of, of protection. They should somehow make a deal. <laughs> make a side deal like they had with Netflix. Although I've heard they'll never do it again. They'll never go there again, you know? So this beef is like ongoing. And I, I don't know if you're going to get an extra names to sign on the dotted line. This guy must have, they must be on speed dial, him and uh, Sweeney. Oh, yeah. Eck and Sweeney can become best pals. They can add Zuckerberg to the mix, can't they? Yeah. And triple team. Apple's still sort of on this island a little bit with these policies and whether they're playing nice with other tech companies. After multiple rejections from Apple, Spotify released a version of the app that removes information about how to purchase an audiobook. Basically, they had to the 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 problem here was that they had to have something in there to say how you can we have audiobooks now, but uh, here's how you have to listen. <coughs> and what it said was you can't buy audiobooks in the app. We know it's not ideal. And then you click got it and you go to the website to buy it. Well, Apple says, hey, don't you dare send anybody to a malicious website. We're safety here. Uh -huh. is Apple safety. Everything happens here on the device in, inside of our neural, our neural bank account, our 30% our neural cut. Oh. And... And they're like, you don't want to play by our rules. This is our shopping mall. You can get out. You, you, don't, you don't pay the rent. You can get out. And then Sweeney's there saying, screw you. And Daniel's saying, screw you and whatever else. So we'll see what ends up happening. But lawsuit. it's heating up, man. I'm just telling you, it's heating up. It's heating up, Well, And I use all these apps, by the way. I use all these apps. And I realize ways in which Apple privileges its app specifically like i was goofing with this watch as you know mm -hmm. and go check out the video if you haven't seen it yet i uh try to get rid of my phone and only use the watch i did effectively do it results were quite surprising but i noticed things about the way these apps operate different capabilities and things across multiple devices and anyway, i'm not going to go into it here well okay apple is sneaking more ads onto your phone you don't have a single positive Apple story today, Will? There's one good one, I think. Mm. Yeah. Man, my my chest, man. My chest and with the congestion and it's taking so long to get completely cleared up, dude. You're taking the thing? <coughs> I'm taking it all. Okay. There ain't nothing I'm not taking. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Find local doctors and specialists on the web in the comfort of your own home so that you can go see them and make an appointment and read reviews and ultimately just take a process that has historically been a bit of a pain and do it in a way that's a little bit more modern in a similar fashion to what you're doing already with everything else in your life that you're booking and ordering online. Uh, it's kind of funny, like we, you could, how many reviews you got for restaurants and then you, you were just mentioning, you're like, I'm right, going to this restaurant and that restaurant. And then you got something that's way more important, like uh, healthcare, and you don't even know what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. 
Well, ZocDoc obviously changes that, whether you're looking for primary care, dentist, uh, even a psychiatrist, dermatologist, eye doctor, OBGYN. Uh, everybody is listed on here. You can read what people are saying. They can talk about uh, wait times. And you can actually go ahead and create your booking right then and there. So you can see which time slots are available and find the best fit for yourself. This is a thing that you want to make as easy as possible. And the other important part is uh, you can determine beforehand, you can make sure that your insurance coverage is going to cover that particular doctor or doctor's office so you don't have that kind of nervousness of or nervous uh, energy going in there Mm. Uh, am i going to get it all sorted out i got to travel all the way over there and so forth so you get that all done in advance this is a thing some people have are nervous about going to the dentist well i am okay so there you go and you don't know what they're going to be doing in there Mm. (sighs) you're laying down you don't know what they're doing in there like that's not my teeth exactly so you go in here and you see the overall rating the wait time and the bedside manner and you read a couple reviews and you get everything clear in advance you book yourself in and you take care of yourself you understand it's ZocDoc ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed take your insurance and are available when you need them its mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash later and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash later. ZocDoc.com slash later. We're also sponsored by Honey which, of course, searches the internet for the best coupons without you having to waste time to go search for them yourself. Uh, 30,000-plus sites. You just add this into Chrome. It all happens passively. Like, you don't really need to do much. You shop as you normally would, add it to your browser in a few seconds, and then Honey does the work. Now, make sure it's a working code as well, so you don't have to go back and forth plugging these variety of codes in, trying to save a few bucks, which... You may not end up doing Honey Does That for you. It's automatic coupons across a huge variety of places. You're probably already shopping. You can see some of the examples of the 30,000 plus stores, such as Finish Line, Sephora, Lenovo, Ulta, J. Crew. I mean, 30,000 is a lot. We're not going to read them all, but it could be everything from ordering pizza to buying shoes. I like to buy shoes online. Well, I can't help it. Mm. I order them up. I try them on. I might have a problem, actually, but Honey can help me with that problem because I can save a little cash here and there. Incredibly easy to do. $177 is actually the average yearly savings for those that use it. The average discount, 17.9%. It's called Honey. Install it now. It is free. Honey doesn't just work on your desktop. It also works on your iPhone. Just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and save on the go. With Honey, I was able to save over $60 on boots for the winter. It was one click and the code was applied for the maximum amount of savings. If you don't have Honey already, you could be missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a favor and supporting this show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash later. That's joinhoney.com slash later. New ads on the App Store homepage are part of Apple's growing effort to monetize your attention and kneecap its Silicon Valley competitors. Silicon Valley. Or as Kanye likes to call it, Silicon Valley. (laughs) I heard him say that recently. 
Starting tomorrow, Apple will start showing more ads in the App Store. According to an email reviewed by Mac Rumors, the change is small, but it's the latest chapter in a growing trend. After years of branding itself as a privacy company, Apple is gunning for the digital ad business. Yeah, well, listen. Shut, them all, shut the rest of them down. Use the privacy aspect as a, as a selling point. And then offer your own product with privacy in mind. And mm-hmm. say, hey, come to us. We take the ads. We... Hey, Google, you want to make a Pixel phone and uh, you think you can make a smartphone? Guess what we can make? We can make an ad. We can make an ad platform. Right? So, and uh, the App Store seems to be the targeted location at the moment. Who knows if it can, I don't know where else it can reach within the, the device. I guess the natural place is there. Can the ads reach into your other apps like Apple Music? Mm-hmm. Apple News? I suppose they can reach into these other places, ad-supported content and, and such. Well, Amazon does it. Oh, like Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Yeah, devices yeah, Amazon. You talking about Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many ads. There. Yeah, Jeff doesn't mind an ad here or there. You kidding? Yeah. He's trying to, what's he trying to do? Blue Origin and all this. You got to get the yacht out of uh, the Netherlands first. Yeah. So, uh, let's see, AT&T. No, that's, uh, go back up a little bit. Last year, the iPhone started asking whether or not you wanted your apps to track you. We all recall. This is what Mark is upset about. That setting is called App Tracking Transparency, and while it may seem relatively insignificant, it caused an absolute earthquake in the ads business. Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, says the change in alone cost them an estimated $10 billion in lost revenue. I know Alphabet, they were putting out their profit numbers, and they didn't look that hot. I don't know how much of that had to do with Google ad business, but... Yeah, you're not getting that custom tracking stuff going on. Well, mm-hmm. you know, showing you the ads you the, that'll convert you. Uh, whatever weird little interests you have. Yeah. Very oh. niche. You got the niche interest. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing? You were, uh, uh, what were you doing? You were on vacation or what? Uh, I was in New York. What? For vacation. What? Just walking around. Really? Yeah. That's what you were doing? For a couple of days. You should have told us before you left. We had no idea. <laughs> I just wrote like a note. We were worried, man. Uh, on the fridge. There. So what were you eating? Um, uh, Plenty of stuff, actually. <clears throat> What's Bagels the standout? And... What's the standout one, though? Uh, I think the pizza is really good there. Hey, well, you went for the pizza as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to... um. Oh, doing shout-outs. Norma Restaurant. Norma? Yeah. Okay. N-O-R-M-A. They have a really good eggplant pizza. You get the eggplant right on the pizza? Yeah. It doesn't get too soggy? Uh, The whole thing was soggy, but it was delicious. Oh, you didn't care? Yeah. Very good. You just dove right in there. Village Square Pizza. Oh, oh, you were just on a pizza tour. Yeah. You're like uh, (laughs) Dave Portnoy. Yeah. From Barstool, you just you were on a pizza tour. No, it was, it was delicious. All the food there was great. So shout out to New York. And- oh, your shout out to your shout out to the whole thing. All right. Yeah, it's well, a good time. That's Will for you. What do you got next for me here? This is a good one. <clears throat> Study finds Apple Watch blood oxygen sen- sensor is as reliable as a medical grade device. Oh, good. So we have can, you tested? We this can before? trust it. I can do it live right now if you want. You want to do blood oxygen? Yeah. I didn't expect to do this, but yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, 
I have been paying more attention to this stuff just because I had done uh, this video exclusively using the watch. So just having it on more, you start to do this type of thing. I'm going to just have it running on my wrist. Hold as still as you can. I've also been testing out the new Aura Ring. Um, HRV, heart rate variability. Obviously resting heart rate. I've been tracking sleep more. I'm really, I'm, I don't know what it is. I guess I'm into the wearables right now. 98% blood oxygen. Um, okay. I can, you know, I can accept that. That was quick. It was not bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good job. A new validation study published this month puts the blood oxygen feature of the Apple Watch to the test. According to the results of the study, the Apple Watch Series 6, oh, they went all the way back to the Series 6. Well, I assume this one is at least as good, if not better, is able to reliably detect states of reduced blood oxygen saturation in comparison to medical-grade pulse oximeters. Um, this is key, actually, because... You have any type of uh, disturbance, these can be uh, initial indicators for things that are going wrong with you. Like I was sleeping with the ring on and the ring said, hey, elevated temperature well, before I got sick. And I was like, you might want to take it easy. Oh. Predicted it. Okay. You didn't know that. So the ring did, but the watch well, did Well, it. because I'm not sleeping with the watch. I'm oh, not right, super into it. Well, also because I'm not, I don't, it's kind of. I'm not into really sleeping with the watch on. It's a little bit less comfortable than the ring. But okay, anyway, yeah. we'll get into that in the future. But don't you have like the uh, pillow as well? <laughs> it's not a pillow. It's pillow. not a pillow. It's oh, a the mat, the pad. Yeah, but there's no temperature. There isn't? How's it going to get your temperature? It has you're sleeping on it, right? <clears throat> it's underneath the mattress. Oh, it's underneath. I thought it was a, a pad that you directly You're talking about the Withings one? Yeah. Yeah, it's underneath the mattress. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you wouldn't want to lie right on top of it. It wouldn't be too pleasant. Mm. Um, I like that one because you're wearing nothing. Because you're wearing nothing. Mm. But, however, the, the the sleep analyzer, yeah. So there's no temperature on that. So it wouldn't give me this exact piece of data. It'll give you sleep quality assessment, snoring detection. heart. It can do heart rate through there. And, uh, you know, all your usual REMs and sleep stages light sleep deep sleep and so on that the other one that you're talking about breathing disturbances oh, but okay. the ring gives you the temperature as well so it can it can possibly predict that your body is fighting something and you might take the next day easier because of it and then possibly not get as sick as you would have otherwise if you had a went hard that following day mm. Don't show me those numbers, though. 87. Look at this guy with the 88 optimal, 87, 86. Hey, man, it's possible. Okay. I got a 94 uh, yeah, one. Yeah, of course you. Well, you look at you. Huh? What are you doing? You're vacationing. You're eating pizza. Like, of course, you You should be getting a 94 every night. What are you talking about? That's terrible. <laughs> no, because I'm saying I'm saying you're, you're living a relaxed lifestyle. You have no excuse here. Well, actually, I got less sleep in New York. Why? I was using the Pixel Watch to track and... I don't know. I'm just not used to it, right? Like the environment. Oh, you're just saying like in the hotel or whatever. Yeah. You're just we're waking up in the middle of the night and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty restless. Yeah, you're rolling around and no, no, that's fine. <laughs> and obviously, I'm exaggerating, but I'm saying on a typical night, you got no excuses. Well, you got to get it together. Yeah. But what's yours? Since you're get uh, out of here. You gotta, about you gotta wait for the you gotta wait for the video, dude. Okay. No, usually my readiness is okay because the HRV is really good. Okay. But the sleep is... Uh, woo, baby! Yeah, yeah, hello there. 
Hey, Lou, you're probably, you want to try some more sleep there, brother? Aura's talking to you? That's right. That's how, that's Aura's voice. Hogan talk? Anyway, I'm glad that it's actually good, and you know how this works with studies. Once they say study, then we all believe it. Uh, they say that uh, the researchers conclude the bias in SBO2 uh, between the smartwatch and the oximeter was 0.0% for all the data points. The, uh, uh, the bias for SPO2 less than 90% was 1.2%. The differences in individual measurements between the smartwatch and oximeter within 6% can be expected for SPO2 readings 90 to 100% and up to 8% for SPO2 readings less than 90%. So they're saying it's pretty damn close and could be used in that type of setting. So cool body sensors. Lenovo's prototype laptop has a growing screen that doubles in height. What? Ooh, tall laptop. Productivity laptop. Mm. I'll take it. I'll take it, Will. Ergonomically, I'm not hunching over on this type of design. Uh. It's like, imagine, I'm I'm like, my eye line can be here because you're usually looking and reading towards the top of your display. Yeah. Rolling tech. We all were thinking about the phones and the folding and the possibility for rolling, but rolling tech can it go elsewhere. Could be TVs and laptops, obviously. Could be tablets. To kick off Tech World 2022, the event that's happening today, Lenovo shared a video teasing a couple of prototype devices that leverage an OLED display, rolling up like a piece of paper and a laptop that transforms to provide twice as much real estate Wow, is it really twice as much? I don't think this is twice. Is it? Maybe it is. Maybe it is, Will. Okay. I like that. You could have one window above, one window below. Oh, look at this. We got a whole video. We have... Look at this. Uh, Folding phones, and he he basically says everything that I say. And he's like, that's cool. Like, phones are... Oh, I saw this as well. The phone that grows upward. Did you see that one? No. Yeah, the phone uh, rolls up and down. You get a taller phone when you start. You start watching a video, or when you turn it and you go landscape, it just already is opening up. Oh wow! No seams there. Do you don't see any seams, Will? No, no. Very cool. Yeah, they've they've always Lenovo's kind of fringy when it comes to design. Like they're experimental. It, yes, experimental. Good for them. And so the laptop's interesting. I'd love, obviously, love to check it out on the channel. Uh, the physical product because that is a did they get was that queen go back up there never mind queen latifah that's what i thought but i think i'm i'm wrong i'm thinking at this point <laughs> okay i'm thinking i'm wrong at this point well you really want to get to the bottom but it was a very small thumbnail oh, yeah you're right it is queen latifah is it and i could tell from now wow i'm actually oh, kind of impressed job. at this point because it was a small for me it's even smaller you're looking at a screen I'm just seeing a small thumbnail. Yeah. They got a Queen Latifah deal. Okay. So, uh, Microsoft's new $599 Mac Mini-like PC is designed to improve Windows on ARM. Windows Dev Kit 2023 hardware will help developers build Windows on ARM apps, just as Microsoft makes a bigger effort to improve its ARM efforts. But look at this promo video here. That was like some space odyssey. What was it coming out of the rock or the monolith? Uh-huh. Can you go back to the beginning of that? With the sounds and yeah, everything. Kind of, kind of like that, isn't it? It has like a halo vibe. Well, that maybe that's what it is. Well, Microsoft always has a halo vibe, don't they? 
What does it come out of the rock? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Known previously as Project Volterra. The dev kit will be available today in Australia, Canada, China, France, Germany, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the uh, US and US. Developers will be able to purchase a device, but really anyone wanting a miniature Windows on our machine can buy one too. That would be a bit weird to go ahead and buy one of these just as a consumer, a dev kit. Yeah. But maybe you're an enthusiast. Uh, it's possible. Or maybe people will be interested. Maybe yeah. we should order, order one up. It's only $5.99. People buy Mac minis. They do. And they want the PC version, you can get this one. It's just kind of... Or you can stack it. Funny idea. The Windows Dev Kit 2023 is powered by Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 CX Gen 3 platform with 32 gigs of RAM 5, 12 gigs of NVMe storage, two USB-C 3.2 Gen 2 ports on the side, and three USB-A 3.2 Gen 2 ports on the rear, Ethernet and mini display port. <clears throat> Windows on ARM. Is that the future of Windows? Mm. I guess. Yeah. Everything's uh, everything's shrinking. So. All right, let's get into car talk. Car talk 2022. Did you order any new cars, Will? Uh, not, no? no. Any uh, updates? Although the Polestar 3. Yeah. That's a cool one. What the hell is that supposed to mean? The way you just presented that. I want to I want to check it out. I want to what are you going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to go visit uh, a Polestar. Get out of here. In Toronto. You're going to go visit? Yeah. What? what? You're going to go to a car dealership? Yeah. I want to drive it. See, I told you you're having... I should talk to Polestar. I told you you're having too much fun. I told you that. Now I know for sure. Yeah. You're just yeah. going around to different dealerships and stuff and eating pizza and going to bed early. This is incredible stuff, Will. Going to bed early. You got it all under control. You know that? I mean, well, I try. So much so that you order m multiple cars at the same time. Yes. So, any updates or no? Um, Tesla in, I think, two weeks. <sighs> yeah. Are you going to pull it right over here and we're going to inspect sure, it? Sure, why not? And, and we're going to look for panel gaps or what are we going to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come are you going to do that type of video? Like, uh, what do they call it? Is it a delivery video? What do they call that? Inspection? What yeah, it? delivery day. People do that. Come follow me. <laughs> no, people do it, and then they, know, they yeah. go around and that's they like... That's what look. I watch. That's what you watch. Yeah. That's your content that uh -huh. you're into, yeah. Because I want to follow them and, you know, pick apart the Tesla. Because you're going to be that guy. In I will be weeks. that guy, definitely. Uh, how about this, though? Porsche is going to make a tri-motor Taycan to compete with Tesla Model S Plaid. Well, I don't even think... Okay, I have both of those, the Plaid and the Taycan Turbo S, and I find them really comparable. I, I realize on paper the Plaid accelerates faster. Mm -hmm. um, quicker, I should say. It's like 1.99 seconds versus 2.4 or something. For all intents and purposes, they're, they're already stupid quick. So if they do a tri-motor, it's going to be very stupid quick. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Mm. Uh, Porsche brought its new Taycan Electric to Nürburgring racetrack to break a record in 2019. Tesla CEO Elon Musk decided to use the famous proving grounds for the electric automaker's own latest performance vehicle. He brought the Plaid over there and then set a record, I think. It was a 735 lap, and now there's a rivalry going on. Well, listen, for Porsche, they're right next door. They're like, yeah, Germany, we're here. Let's get back out there with our tri-motor. Um... 
The Taycan range kicks off with the entry-level rear-wheel rear drive version, and the new tri-motor variant should supersede the Turbo S as the fastest model available, given the upgrades we predict a slight increase over the starting price and the upcoming flagship costing in excess of 142,400 British pounds. So where is that excerpt from? UK's Auto Express. Wow. I got to keep an eye on that. I'm real curious about that, Will. Mm -hmm. Well, you have the plan and then get the Taycan tri-motor. Yeah, do a this is crazy. I mean, we're talking a fraction of a hair here and there. They're all stupid fast. Yeah. At that level, they're all stupid fast. Mm -hmm. uh, Rivian doubles down on electric bikes. CEO says the company is super excited about e-bikes. That makes sense, right? It makes total sense. Although sometimes these e-bikes make people angry. Like, it made Kirk angry. Remember that? Yeah. I don't know what that's about. You're allowed to have the electric vehicle, but the electric bike is like, no, I'm using my electric vehicle to go, like, mountain bike and use my legs. But I'm thinking to myself, e-bike, uh, uh, mountain bike, that could be fun. No? Yeah, why not? Can't that be fun, Will? And uh, if it runs out of electricity, then just pedal. Use your legs. Listen, man, you don't have to convince me, but some people have really uh, strong feelings about uh, mountain biking and, and, and all the rest of it. And I'm sure there's all types of points to be made here. Uh, E-bikes actually outsell electric cars and trucks handily, due in part to their lower production cost and much lower purchase price. Well, sure, that makes total sense. Now we're getting our most detailed yet look yet at how electric bicycles could be integrated into Rivian's long-term plans. Cool. So you can buy like a Rivian branded bike, add it to your order. Yeah. Uh, when you look at transportation over the next 10 to 15 years, core to part, core to part of the way we think about our product portfolio is increasingly that we go towards multi-model, multi-modal. We'll be using vehicles sometimes, public transportation other times. We think increasingly e-bikes and electric assist bikes. That's really what you should have done. Well, we talked about this already. You could have saved so much money. With the e-bike to work? We, we all wanted to see it, remember? We talked about it. We could do a series on that. Because that would essentially just be free transportation for you. Yeah. On the e-bike. And I, I like it. I've um, ridden the Van Moof. Yeah. Like back home. and then Oh, you did do this? A couple times. couple times? And it was fun. Why didn't we talk about this? Um, I don't know. couple times? Yeah, after, uh, after work. So where does Otis go then? You got the basket for him or what? Well, I don't... I, he wasn't with me. Yeah. I would get a basket, right? I have no I'm idea. I'm not going to leave him here. I never saw anybody e-biking with a dog. I never saw it. Yeah. Maybe a doggy backpack where he's just sitting in the back... Uh, like, does that exist? Probably. Probably, yeah. Um, It was great. Good experience. Refreshing and maybe not in the, like, peak winter... It might not be so cool. I see people trying to pull it off, but these are this is a very efficient method of transportation from an energy consumption standpoint. I would say so. Yeah. Um, Rivian is apparently looking at commercial customers as a potential major play after discussing the company's large and small vans, company's upcoming smaller electric delivery vans. Of course, we'll be moving even smaller form factors. The way we see it, a lot of deliveries are going to be increasingly moving things around that are very small bikes or e-assist bikes are performing a lot of urban deliveries yeah food deliveries things like that so they'll have a whole 
portfolio of uh, electric vehicles, starting at the bike and going all the way up to the delivery fans. Mm-hmm. Tesla introduces a new $550 J1772 wall connector for non-Tesla EVs. Yeah. So uh, you were talking about a universal plug. Yep. Weird. Why would they want to sell that? Tesla? It's on their site right now. No, I get it. Price at $550. The new home charging station is described as an ideal charging solution for houses, apartments, hosp- hospitality properties, and workplaces. Uh, 24-foot cable, uh, um, 70 kilometers of range per hour, depending on the vehicle, compatible with most North American vehicles, Uh, although Tesla's EVs will require the charging adapter to charge. So you have to use an adapter with your Tesla? Yeah. To use your Tesla charger, which is universal? And I'm guessing it's um, something that just stays there. You don't have to put it on every single time. The adapter? I'm hoping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can clip, click on the adapter. Yeah. Yeah, and just leave it clicked on, and I assume it'll still fit into its place. But it comes in black, and that's... So what is this about? Is this because you're not going to be installing this thing very often, and you might want the flexibility of a universal one in case you change cars down the road? Yeah, I thought about this, um, because you told me to install one of these at home, like the regular Tesla wall connector. Right. But it would only work with Tesla. Although I'm sure there's an adapter that direction, is there not? Um, That's a good question. Sure. Yeah. But why would they have this then? I think maybe they're thinking for a lot of people this is the better long-term solution. Yeah. Get away from proprietary. This isn't a very unusual play, though. It's kind of un-Apple. You know how we talk about, like, proprietary connectors and cables and things? Yeah. Maybe we are starting to get to this point of things opening up when it comes to EVs around universal standards. Maybe we're closer than we think. Yeah. Getting a 404 there. (laughs) But it it was available. Keep scrolling down here. What's this? Here's one of the Tesla donated charging station Parks Canada places in BC. Both Tesla and J1772. Um, Well, I guess it will be kind of nice as well for existing charge areas, public charge areas where Tesla has proprietary chargers. They can maybe add a few universal chargers. Mm -hmm. Why not? To show love to the remainder and also to, because I think government was going to mandate that that network gets opened up in some way. Yeah. It's all very interesting. Xpeng 1024. Remember Xpeng? They were Very do- memorable name. I, was, I think they were actually had like a cool, affordable electric vehicle at yeah. one time. They're very popular in China. China, right? Yeah. Uh, Xpeng 1024 Tech Day 2022. Neural Net Autonomous Driving Robo Taxis and Flying Car Footage. Oh, they went all out. Mm. They're like, we're going to do it all. It's so science fiction. I know, but it's also so unbelievable where yeah. it's like, okay, this is... It's a bit much. Nowhere close to what to anytime soon. Yeah. But, uh, ooh. They have robot... Cats? Cats or dogs. They kind of look like cat heads. Those are a bit weird. It's like a horse, too. Xpeng's robotic pet gets an upgrade to support better motion. Stronger robot actuator. I'm ready to go toe-to-toe with Spot now. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's the car. Okay, uh, so here's a video. Wow. Is it a video or is it like a render? Uh, it it's a render. It's gotta be, right? What do they call these? Vertical takeoff and landing? VTOLs. Yeah, EVTOLs, e because it's electric. So it's like an attachment that is on top of the car. Yeah. And then it folds out into, kind of looks like a drone, into like these um, propellers. Yeah. And then it just hooks onto the car and then just raises it up. Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of space you would need in a parking lot to have have it full of these things yeah do they show it flying or no it's so fast <laughs> the physics in this uh, driving down the middle of the road too yeah. like screw it never i don't need no lanes there you go just up over the traffic what do you think about that my god that was like pure video game yeah yeah, I think we're a few years away from that. Well, I hate to tell you, man. Good on them for imagining. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, don't get too excited, right? Okay, fine. Yeah, don't get carried away. Um, all right, last one. Yeah, I saw this. I didn't read too deep into it. I know that before this was mashed potatoes. Yeah. You heard about that one? On, um, another very <laughs> high caliber painting. Yeah, I can't remember who the artist was, but it was mashed potatoes and then and uh, a protest in an art gallery. And then eventually it got to the guys in... Uh, oh, there we go. Okay. Monet. Monet. It was mashed potatoes on Monet in Germany. Those are very liquidy mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, oh. And, and then the super glue thing again. The super glue again. People are starving. People are freezing. People are dying. We're in a climate catastrophe. And you're afraid of tomato soup. I thought it was mashed potatoes. I think this was um, the same speech as they did before. Oh. With the Van Gogh painting. I see. Okay. Yeah. I think they default to a speech that's all the same. Interesting. Yeah, I don't want to play too much, but um, they did it with the Porsche. Yeah, okay, so then you had to, I think it's a separate group. I don't know if it's the same group or not, but uh, they glued themselves to the to the floor of the Porsche Museum. Uh, however, <laughs> the staff simply left, turning off the heat and lights rather than calling the police. Yeah, they look so miserable. That's an interesting move. They're like, yeah, you can sit there. They're like, are you, is your hand glued to the floor? That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Climate change activists protesting industries and governments had a busy summer in Europe. A relentless outfit called Just Stop Oil in the UK has created disruptions everywhere from major highways to the British Formula One Grand Prix. And more recently, they threw tomato soup on Van Gogh painting at the National Gallery in London. Across the Channel, the Tour de France cycling race was forced to pause during several stages by climate climate activists who'd glued themselves to the road over France's eastern border. A group called Scientist Rebellion took the sticky route when nine members glued their hands to the floor of the Porsche Pavilion at Volkswagen's Autostat Museum in Wolfsburg on Thursday. They had several requests. 
Among them, support for capping the maximum speed on German highways to 100 kilometers per hour, ha uh, hastening VW's moves to lower its carbon emissions, canceling the debt and interest payments owed to VW by the Global South, and pressure the government to comply with our demands. Huh. I guess they weren't very uh, responsive. I'm talking about VW. Mm -hmm. Instead, staff at the VW Museum ignored the playbook. Instead of calling Wolfsburg police immediately, staff recognized the right to protest, then closed the pavilion for the evening and left, turning off the light and heat as they walked out. I wonder how long they hung out after that yeah. with the glue and such. Huh. They should set up a webcam. The most recent post of the outfit's Twitter page at the time of writing said police had arrived in the morning to arrest everyone. It was filled with feces and PS deaths. The police then took the action place. against the other activists. Friday criminal proceedings were initiated for trespass. So they did, they, oh. it was the, the bathroom problem. Once you're glued there, then you're... I guess hunger wouldn't be an issue. Hunger, you can, hunger you can go for a yeah. while. Uh, when you gotta, but when you gotta go uh, potty, you gotta go potty. And uh, yeah. with the hand glued there, I guess you're doing it nearby in front of your pals. and Yeah, um, awkwardly as well. I don't know. It's for the cause, Well, so. Why did they um, put their hand on the car? Well, I don't think you want to ruin this. a nice GT3 right there. I don't know. So they do have standards. Why, well, you know. And I would say in about 15 years, each one of these, they're going to be driving something like that around, you know? Yeah. 15, 20 years, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe not, probably, now that I think about probably it. It's, it's a GT3, so that's not, they're just not, maybe one of the four. One okay. of the four is going to reevaluate. Um, that made that your guy? I, I'm gonna choose this guy. You're betting on him, okay? So, guy on the left, he's gonna uh, be tremendously successful. They all look the same, eh? They all have mustaches, beard. Well, same kind of haircut. You better watch it, Will. You better watch it, right? Uh, you're he you're <laughs> heading into a uh, huh? dangerous territory. Oh, no. You understand? Yeah, They're out. climate activists, all right? All right, yeah. Everybody knows that. Uh, what do you like? The car protest, the car museum, or tomato soup on the painting? Which, which one do I like? Well, which one do you think is more effective? Um, probably the painting. Yeah. Although they're protected. Yeah. Behind glass or whatever. Yeah. It's useless. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's not hurting the painting. painting All right. Listen, listen, we're just some guys on the internet in the world. We see the things we see. We do the things we do. We see, we do. We make the changes we make. We try to fit it all in. We try to help everybody uh, coexist however uh, possible. And uh, who knows? Maybe this is the program in the future. You just leave and turn the lights off and... Maybe people come to their own conclusions. Yeah, they'll figure it out. And uh, just need a little time. Mm -hmm. Or we'll or we'll figure nothing out. And uh, you know that's the thing. Mm. That's fine too. 
All right. Yeah. Some things, some things we'll never know. Some things will be beyond the scope of our comprehension and beyond the scope of our lifetimes. Except for uh, Sad Guru, he knows. No, he knows. You know what? Go ask him. Yeah. Uh, we can send Mike Tyson to ask him. Okay. All right. Later, guys.